This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. We're really excited about today's episode because it's very different. Very different. So one of the things we believe is that Therapy is for everyone, but not every type of therapy and every therapist is for everyone. And we believe that energy healing is another therapeutic modality. That is so incredibly helpful. Absolutely. Especially if you are someone who struggles to verbalize and struggles to bring things up. There hasn't been space in your life to talk. Uh, I do think that energy healing and Reiki work can be incredibly helpful. Our um, episode today features one of our amazing clinicians. Joanne Hansen. Joanne Hansen. Who's a licensed marriage and family therapist and a master Reiki healer. And I have sent so many clients to Joanne And there are things that, you know, might have been difficult for them to bring up in talk therapy that doing energy healing has really brought to the surface for them and has greater supported our work. Mm -hmm. And and I think the same thing. I have so many people that will go in and see Joanne once a month um, to work through some of the work we're also working through in talk therapy. So one of the reasons we begged Joanne to come on today was so that people could understand this and hear from the other side and just that we believe that making therapy is relatable. We wanted to make energy healing a little bit more relatable. And I think one of the beautiful things that she does is meld her knowledge of systemic work mm. and being an energy healer, which I think is is so unique and so incredible. And so I am just so excited for everyone to hear this episode today. So uh, without further ado, here is Joanne Hansen, a licensed marriage and family therapist, a master energy healer. Hyped to have her today. Let's get into it. 
Hey, welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. We're so excited. We have one of our incredible therapists here today, Joanne Hansen, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a energy healer. Joanne, thank you for being with us. Okay, so we've been trying, we've been talking about getting you on the show for a while, and we haven't got to see you so much since the pandemic. You're going, you're fully remote when you see your clients now, and you also been able to do energy healing remote. So yeah. let's pull it back for a minute. We want to hear all about your journey into energy healing. What the fuck energy healing even is <laughs> tell us everything about it okay awesome well first i want to say thank you guys so much for allowing me to be here it's been such an honor to be able to co-create with you guys and i'm just very very excited to have this opportunity yeah, I was thinking of coming into this about how um, I had come across your website many, many years back. Do you guys remember me telling you this? Yes. Wait, but you sent it to Nicole or something, I did, right? yes. It yes. wasn't for yourself that it, you first thought. No, no. I had come across your website just in like searching uh -huh. online, Googling, just down the rabbit hole. And I was like, these girls are going to do amazing things. You're going to be a force in this field. That's so nice. It's that true. was our first website, too. <laughs> it wasn't it was that good I'm telling you, it was an intuition. It really wow. was. It, it really did stop me in my tracks. And then I had taken the information to Nicole and said, Nicole, like, you need to work here. Like, there's, I don't know what it is, but I know that you are aligned with their principles and where they're heading and you have to be here. And then it was about a year later that I had gotten the guidance for myself to reach out as well. So it's really oh my God. so cool. To, like, so I honestly moment. did not remember that. Okay. Okay, wait, I did remember that story. But you just said two really important words, which is intuition and guidance. Mm. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking that those are things you use in your work. Absolutely, always. And I think that we are all using them all the time. It's just that we don't recognize it yeah. or we don't slow down enough to tune in, tap in, to understand what those feelings, those pangs, those pings, whatever the term is that you use for yourself are to you and in your life. Wow. And so it's uh, really a long practice of like self-discovery and self-awareness to get to the space where it becomes an automatic response for you to, to sense and know, to know how you're sensing and feeling. I love that because mm -hmm. I think, you know, as therapists too, there was a, I just remember early on in our training, they had said to like trust your intuition mm -hmm. when you're with clients um, they, i don't remember them telling us that i remember I they saying have no personality you suck i remember I, that, that was my too <laughs> i remember <laughs> that too it was like kind of conflicting messages <laughs> so trust yourself but don't forget to 302 like i feel like it was some confusing shit it was there was a lot of confusion it was like the yeah. most important thing is the relationship you have with your clients but don't be a real person mm, yeah and you're just like okay how the hell am i supposed yeah. to build a relationship yeah. like and that yeah, lots of confusion especially for you joanne because you were an energy healer long before mm -hmm. you were a therapist yeah yep that's exactly I feel like people right. usually go the other way with that switch. That is so true, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, especially now that energy healing meditation has become much more mainstream. It's much more frequent and common now that therapists will find themselves pursuing additional training or resources and yeah. mindfulness meditation, mm -hmm. learning how to incorporate things like yoga into their practice, somatic therapy, those sorts of things. So tell us for those of the, for the listeners that don't know, tell us what energy healing is. Yes. So energy healing has a ton of different definitions, descriptions, and I could spend hours and hours talking about all of the different nuances that contribute to what energy healing truly and deeply is. And also there are a lot of different influences that make up one's definition in what that is for them. For me, energy healing at the most simplest form boils down to the ability to work with someone to help identify where there are some stagnant blocks in energy, where there um, is the inability for the energy to flow freely and naturally the way that we are meant to be balanced mm -hmm. and aligned, and to work through them to help cleanse and clear those blocks or imbalances so that they can get back into a natural state of peace and harmony. 
when we are in that space of peace and harmony, that's where our healing happens because we all have natural innate healing abilities within us and the body heals itself naturally. Wow. Always. Yep. The problem wow. is we live in such a fast-paced society that we never slow down enough to relax. And it's through the process of slowing down and relaxing that healing becomes possible. Do you ever meet anyone? You're like, your energy is so clear. I just have nothing, no work to do. <laughs> no, because no. we live out. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, in some ways, right? Like, it is such like a, a product of our like overproductive society that yes. you're just moving and going all the time. Mm-hmm. Produce, produce, produce. Do yes. things, monetize everything, yes. everything. Buzzwords. Yeah, absolutely. But think about when you cut your finger. You don't do anything other than cleanse it put some ointment, put a Band-Aid on it, and then it naturally closes itself because our body knows what to do. Mm. And again, you know, it's just that we're overstimulated, we're out of balance, we're carrying trauma, we have old baggage from this life, past life, even beyond, you know, Mm -hmm. that we come into this incarnation with. And so energy healing creates the possibility and the ability to, to, to look inward and identify where those imbalances and blocks are. And if you are at a stage in your journey where you're ready to release them, just because there's a willingness doesn't mean the timing is right. Gotcha. Which is important. So tell us, how did you get into energy healing? Yes. How did you start out in it? That is a very long answer. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. So for me, I have come to learn that I was born with sensitivities, increased sensitivities um, in comparison perhaps to like the average person you know um i think that some people now utilize the term highly sensitive person which i think jen you can relate to and understand for yourself (laughs) so there's like an increased activation um in the ability to sense and feel what's happening around you nowadays we often also use the term empath Mm -hmm. that someone is an empath they're um, absorbing the energies around them either from different people or places or situations And so those are the things that I now know that I was dealing with since early childhood. I just didn't have the language for them. I can remember things like um, driving. I wasn't driving. I was sitting in the backseat of the car as five or six year old and just watching people out the out the window. And I remember a particular instance in which there was this old person carrying these grocery bags. And I just immediately started crying and felt so much empathy and sadness for them. And I had no idea what was happening. I just knew that I was having a reaction to what I was seeing. Unfortunately, things like that tend to get dismissed and minimized. And then that creates a whole other situation of like confusion, masking your ability, suppressing, repressing, all of which I did for a very, very long time in sometimes not the most healthy ways. But I think that that's a common path that a lot of people take who are born with increased sensitivities. And so for me, I also always kind of just knew things that other people didn't know, just the sense of knowingness or an awareness that just made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And it was very weird and confusing to me that um, the people around me had no idea that, you know, uh, tapping into the same truth that I I was tapping into. And that can feel very unsafe a lot of times, especially in situations when you are a child and you are surrounded by adults and you're like, "Mm, that person doesn't seem like the best person. Or why why are you laughing at that thing when that's actually not really funny? And like, there's a lot of mixed messages, you know? And so um, it wasn't really until my first energy healing session, which I happened to receive through my father, who is my own greatest spiritual mentor and teacher, uh, which I I could just go on for hours and hours and hours about my dad, who's my best friend. And so I had my first Reiki session with him. Uh, Gosh, I was like, maybe... What year is this? Because... Was Reiki called Reiki then? Like, what what year we talking? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So in my in my teenage years, I was actually drawn to a lot of really cool mystical things like crystals yeah. and wanting to understand like how sage works and you know all of that fun stuff that I think is kind of common for some teenagers. Yeah. 
Um, my father actually was on his spiritual journey around the time that I was born. So he had already been pursuing his path of inner knowing and awareness and learning tons and tons and tons of energy healing modalities and, you know, was doing Qigong and Tai Chi and all kinds of really cool things, stuff that wasn't of interest to me until a certain stage in my life. And so I was in my early, very, 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 very early 20s when I had my first Reiki experience with my dad. He had taken the um, practice of Reiki, especially in a group setting, to a local church in our community. And so it was really cool. It's called a Reiki share. And it's when practitioners will come and they'll offer energy healing to the community. And so I went to the Reiki share reluctantly at first. And I was overly, like, super stressed out at that point in my life. And, you know, my dad's like, just come see what this experience is like. And I remember laying on the massage table and my dad had his hands around my ears. And I had these little tiny, like, hoop earrings on. And they literally were, like, vibrating and moving. And it just blew my mind. I was like, what is happening right now? And how is this happening? It was so wild to me. In addition, I had really crazy and cool experiences. Like I stayed on the table way longer than I was supposed to because I thought that people were still working on me, even though they weren't. Whoa. So I had the experience of feeling people's people's hands on me um, when no one was working anymore. Wow. And that's actually a common experience that people will have when they have Reiki or energy healing as well. Wow. So that blew my mind completely open. And I was like, I want to know, know and learn everything that there is to know about what was just happening there. And so my dad was really amazing in um, creating space for me to cultivate my interest and then took me to tons of different seminars and workshops. And I went to a lot of different trainings and learned to master and teach a lot of different energy healing modalities. And the path just really grew from there. It was in 2005 that he had founded New Beginnings Holistic Therapies, which is a practice that my dad began. And um, in about 2008, I started to work with my father in the in the business and we would hold weekly meditations and energy healing sessions and all of those awesome things. That's kind of how my journey began. Wow. <laughs> it's a really long-winded roundabout no, way. Very good. <laughs> but I think it's also, I mean, it was in your house, right? So like your mm -hmm. dad was doing it and you still were resistant to it, right? Yeah. Like, so like, I think for some people it's like, oh, well, she had this her whole life and stuff. And I think you have a good calling <laughs> bullshit about this. About yes. like, but like, no, like even then mm -hmm. surrounded by it, you had to do it your own way. Exactly. I love that you pointed out. And that's exactly true. A lot of, of huge misconception that specifically my students who I train in Reiki have, they're just like, well, it must have been so amazing to be brought up in an environment that fostered your intuition and growth. <laughs> like, well, no, it wasn't exactly like that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right. Like, was there, you know, because I know you were speaking about being just like a highly intuitive, sensitive child. Mm -hmm. Um, were there, you know, times in which that wasn't supported mm -hmm. or it was invalidated in some way, even given that you were kind of brought up in that environment? I can't think of any specific example in which it wasn't supported and validated as much as what comes to mind in this moment is the fear that I carried as a child mm. looking back on my journey. And I often have, now I understand that it's often um, an experience that's common to a lot of people that are born highly sensitive or gifted or able to be a channel for a mediumship or psychic intuition or whatever, fill in the blank for whatever mm. the term is that one is utilizing for their work at that point in time. I was very, very fearful of the dark. I was very, very fearful to go to bed, to go to sleep mm. at night. I often contemplated things about where do you go when you die. I oh, was thinking yeah. at five years old, talking about what God is and why does the moon follow us home and <laughs> all kinds of really cool like and interesting stuff. things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also yes. like something so much bigger than me, right? Like, yes. right? Like this massive, and as a child, that, that is, is horrible. so scary. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? As an adult, that's terrifying. Yeah, I guess that's very yeah. true too. <laughs> yeah. Just 
horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is so incredible. And I think it's so helpful for a lot of people who have questions about energy healing. And so and so then you became a licensed marriage and family therapist. So tell us about that journey. At some journey. point you're like, oh, add something on. <laughs> I need yeah, to put something like else enough. on. Right. So exactly. tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. So I was already practicing for many years as MC stated at the start of our time here together today. And I started to recognize that a lot of the clients that I was working with were dealing with a lot of mental health issues in addition to other things that were bothering them at that stage in their life. And so I felt for me that it would be more uh, like of an ethical approach to be more well-rounded and have more science and, and a foundation and understanding in what was happening mentally and emotionally, cognitively within their system. It really just added to my ability to have a more holistic approach yeah. to working with the people that I work with. And so um, it was interesting because at that time, 
as you also mentioned, uh, there wasn't really a huge space of integration for bringing spirituality into the therapeutic environment. And so it was something that I really focused on was super important to me to learn to bridge the gap between psychology and spirituality. Now, and again, nowadays, it's much more common, which is really cool and exciting. I'm so happy to see that we are ascending into a space and time where it becomes much more um, just mainstream and commonplace to talk mm-hmm. about some of these things. Yes. Yeah. yeah, what was that like for you to sit in class, though? And for, like, there's some classes they don't talk about this at all, right? Yeah. Most classes, I would Yeah, say. I would think most classes, right? Like, in MFT programs. So what was that part like for you? Because there must be a part of you that's kind of like, but also, excuse me, uh, uh, ma'am, yeah, sir, hello, question. what about me? Yeah. I kept that part of my life very separate. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you good at compartmentalizing? Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's yes. a skill at times. Yes, I've had to learn to compartmentalize yeah. throughout my life because of my abilities and gifts yes. and sensitivities. Yeah. yeah, and so I definitely just kind of like would shut that part of my awareness and my understanding down while in my um, training for becoming a therapist. In fact, I had one teacher in particular who I remember had started to poke fun at like aromatherapy at the start of a class. And I thought, oh my gosh, if she, <laughs> if she thinks aromatherapy is weird, then I cannot <laughs> tell them that I'm like talking to angels or aliens. Or, like, stuff like that. They're going to be like, um, excuse me, I think you need to leave right, right. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how you get 302. Right. Well, yeah. so true, right? Like, is there space for it all to exist together and why is that such a problem for it to work for some people um okay so now you do integrate it yes right when we first met you we were like joey has the goals but you didn't (laughs) tell us Nicole told on you. She narked on you. Mm-hmm. She narked on you. Did she? Nicole was the one who was like, oh, did you know that, like, Joanne is, like, me? Like, do you know that she has the stuff? Like, do you know it's about her? We're oh, like, no. So <laughs> right? And so then we were like, hey, can we, like, like, we're actually really into this. Like, we actually, like, like do think it. this is awesome. We don't want you to hide this from us. Yeah. That brings up a really good point. I had lived my life for a very, 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 very long time in the spiritual closet is the term I like to use. Despite like doing the work and despite having an amazing client base that spans internationally, you know, I literally still struggle even still sometimes to um, just put the information out there uh, in a way that I think is easier and more comfortable for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's like some karmic past life stuff that I carry from you know, being shamed for communicating about my gifts or for, you know, whatever was happening at that point in time. So even today, you were very nervous to start recording. Do you think maybe that was that about now? Yes. Like this is sort of a public thing to be talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, I'm yeah. very sorry to expose you, but we need this. Yes. This is important. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, good reason. Yeah, like when, so when there is, if there is like shaming that comes up around, like what will, ha- what will people say? What will that be like for you? The reality is, is that it's never really happened to me. Oh. <laughs> so oh, this, in, this life. Life. In, yes, in this life. In this life. Exactly. Wow. In this lifetime. Okay. Yeah. In fact, most people tend to be very interested and very open and they want to know more. Yeah. I, um, just because of that baggage that I had previously carried and continue to work through continuously, it's an ongoing process for me of learning to heal and unlearn what I carried from those previous lifetimes wow. of feeling silenced or afraid to speak my truth. Okay, well, I also feel like as soon as I tell someone I'm a therapist, they're like, oh, let me tell you about this weird thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not your therapist. So I would imagine if you say that you're an energy healer, 
people also like that's not necessarily safe for you even on like yeah. an energy level for you as well yes exactly yeah. it's also a boundary thing too certainly yes. okay. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so trying to really just protect myself too from putting myself in a situation that is overwhelming dysregulating uncomfortable you know um it's important for me to maintain a certain level of energetic boundaries boundaries and protection for yes. myself so speak to that a little bit how have you because as and you know we were talking about before we started the podcast that um you know, doing telehealth has actually been really helpful in terms mm-hmm. of like maintaining boundaries for your energy. And I think that there, you know, might be a lot of people listening to this who are like, okay, how do I, you know, if, if they're highly sensitive or they take on a lot from their environment, how have you learned to set those like energetic boundaries mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. in order to be able to function? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So working virtually has created just a huge shift in the ability to have the boundary and space and distance between myself and the mm-hmm. client in the, at the physical sense. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily interfere or disrupt the process of connecting or tuning in energetically because energy is not bound by space or time, you know? And so this is how things like distance healing are mm-hmm. able to be done. However, um, for me, some of my own personal practices prior to working with a client is to create an energetic shield of protection around myself so that I'm not absorbing things that are just uh, not my own or not good or healthy for me. And then at the end of every session, I disconnect the energy cords that were created between myself and the person that I was working with or the group that I was working with. Wow. Okay, so a question now. So let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, oh shit, man, I'm in a therapy, I'm in an energy healing. It'd be very cool to go someone to go to someone who does both. Yeah. What would that look like? Yeah, that's a really really great question. So oftentimes I have been very um, separate in the way that I had approached this work. As you guys know, yes. early on in, in working here at this physical location, I was like, well, if they're coming for energy healing, that'll be separate. Right. If they're coming for therapy, that'll be separate. Even though I knew that coming into this, my goal was to work on the integration of these two things. And so that has been a really interesting journey to learn to work through, certainly. So at this stage, I tell my clients that, that I work with that in the first few sessions, it's gonna look very much like traditional talk therapy. Yeah. It is very important for me to gather information, to understand who you are because we're trained systemically. I want to know things about your family history. I want to know about your work. I want to know about your home. I want to know all of the things that make up who you are so that I can build a very strong foundation of understanding for our work together moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then as we move forward uh, in the process of understanding what your goals are, talking about what the treatment plan is, I will start to learn to understand what is needed for you to bring in and incorporate in each session. Sometimes it's going to look like we're doing mindfulness meditation or breathing techniques. Other time I'm going to go in and do some channeling or connect with your angels and guides. Other times we're going to do emotional clearing of some of the blocks that you have in your chakra centers. It's going to look different every time. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there's a lot of prep that goes into it, like communication. Does that? Do you have any clients that come in and are like totally freaked out by this? Totally freaked out. Uh, not necessarily. Well, not clients in this sense. When people come to my group meditation, they tend to be totally freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Not that he said anything about angels. I thought this was mindfulness. What the fuck? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, I'm confused now. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because when they're coming to me for therapeutic support, they're pretty much coming to me with the understanding that they I'm going to offer an integrative holistic approach. And so they're like, okay, you know, I'm open to whatever it is that you have to offer. I always check in, though, because I'm just like, 
where on the woo continuum are yeah. you comfortable? I love that. The woo continuum. <laughs> continuum. I love that. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. There are some people that are, like, not very far on it. And on this, exactly. and people who are listening to this episode, they're maybe checking in, like, how far am I on the woo continuum? Yes. Right? Yes. And so... And so, so you'll check in with them and say like, where do you fall on that? And then what will they say? Like, do they become more open to it? Do they like, oh, what will go, yeah, yeah? As soon as you do out. it, you're like, oh, this is so. I mean, that was my experience the first time I yeah. ever did Reiki. Mm-hmm. That I was like, holy shit! I didn't. Can I tell this story? I didn't tell the person that I. Um, at that point, I wasn't sure if I had PCOS. I was having mm-hmm. fertility. Like, whatever. There's all this stuff happening, mm-hmm. and she's like, go through everything. She goes, all right, woman. She goes, it's barnacles on a boat. That's all I can see is barnacles on a boat. Mm-hmm. And that's like what PCOS can look like with all the cysts. And so that was the first. So if you, as soon as you have one of these, there's no way you can doubt it ever again. You can doubt it when you're like bullshit with your friends until you experience it. Then there's no more denying. Yeah. Exactly. Once you see in your face, the mirrors are there. I've never done energy healing. (gasps) She's really missing out. I know. I know. I'm so surprised. I remember you said that to me years ago. I know. Still. (laughs) You're scared to. I think I'm scared. What are you scared of? I don't know. I think it's just, it's probably like, I guess it's so vulnerable, like such a vulnerable Mm. experience. Yeah. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. 
convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. What's the fear of trying anything once? And that's how I I, I but I and I have wanted to do it. I just mm. I guess the when we were talking about it, the pandemic then hit. Mm. I know. But we talked about you to, doing it in the office. Yeah. Um wait. But it's good to know that what do I still well, No, no, no I was gonna say that like one of the great pieces of advice Nikki, our producer, just said to me was like before I was like really I just did ketamine treatment for the first time. Yeah. Um and before I was like really freaking out. And Nikki was like, Yeah, but would you have rather not have done it? Right. Mm. What if you never tried? Yeah, no, and, totally. And that's how I feel about like trying all different healing modalities. Mm. It's like, yeah, but like what if you didn't try? I could what if it was like the agree. thing that like really worked for you? So I will try literally everything once, twice, three times, usually five. <laughs> usually five, and then what? Then what happens after that? Going with it. Or like, right, I know. I, like that I think is so – it is so important because I think traditional therapy can only take you so far sometimes. I really mm. believe that. I think that it's – Well, especially if it's so blocked in it, there. Right. right. And I mean, so, there's sometimes we just can't say right. the words. And, and right, whether it's blocked or like whether you need some sort of medication to supplement it, mm-hmm. like that the – I just think – things that are supplemental for therapy or like the therapy can be supplemental to other things mm-hmm. and then other things can be supplemental to therapy yep. and I think that energy healing can be so such a good you know you could think about it as something supplemental but the mm-hmm. fact that you're doing something so I think different in terms of integrating the two um is just it just I think can open clients up in a completely mm-hmm. different way because there's definitely things when we work with clients that you know, there's you can tell that there's blocks, and there's only so much you can do as yeah. a therapist to get there. And so I think that having like yeah. some sort of energy healing integrated can be mm-hmm. so incredibly beneficial. Do you see mm-hmm. that in the work? Like if if you are blocked therapeutically, mm-hmm. that you can move it forward through energy healing? Always, absolutely. Wow. I'm so glad that you brought this up. I want to just go back for one second sure. and just let you know that it's not uncommon for people to have some fear or worry or uh, of being too exposed or vulnerable having an energy healing session that I have seen many times and um, actually it will inhibit the the ability to um, receive Mm. and or for the person who is working with you to go deeper in assessing understanding receiving information for you about your energy bodies that makes sense mm-hmm. so what do you do if, if someone's like oh, you know this is too vulnerable for me but i want to do it jen won't let them in talk me through that what does that look like for yeah. you just explain exactly that well first and foremost obviously validate right, right. that it is something that it does make someone feel very vulnerable right. and create a safe environment and really focus on the joining and connecting and making that a priority right up front so that they feel comfortable. That's really, really so, so important. Because sense. if you don't feel safe and comfortable, then you're not going to allow yourself to be open to the experience. Absolutely. 
and then talk about what the benefits are and what the person will be able to gain as a result of that outcome and experience. And oftentimes, once they have that understanding, they're more willing to show up and just kind Mm -hmm. of be open to receive. Yes. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I mean, it's like therapy, right? It's just a different kind of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, so tell us a little bit about, so if you see blocks like therapeutically, how how do you move them through Mm -hmm. that? What does that look like? Yeah. So like you were saying, there are, in my belief as well, there are some limits to what talk therapy can do for a person. Not because there's anything wrong with it or because it's not powerful in its own right, because it absolutely is. It's because there are some things that we carry that are unconscious in our subconscious Mm -hmm. that we are not aware of. And so working with someone who is an energy healer who is able to do past life regression therapy or guide you through a meditation that will help you go into those parts of yourself, using tapping, whatever the modality happens to be, to help you get to a space of understanding what the blocks are and how to work through releasing and unlocking the trapped energy of the emotion that's stuck there because of whatever that traumatic experience might have been for you. And in some cases, it is past life energy that someone is carrying. And so how would one get that, get to that space, you know, just through talking um, at the cognitive cerebral level? Right. Mm -hmm. And that makes so much sense. And so how would, so are there times in which um, you will work with, like if someone is in therapy and they just want you to do, you know, they they do want energy healing kind of on the side, like do you work with other therapists? How does that, what does that look Mm -hmm. like? In, like know, if, if they have a therapist mm-hmm. and they're like, I also want to do oh, energy yes. healing. Mm-hmm. Like how does like that? Like you're my client. Yeah. Oh, I've said to like, yeah, I know. Yes. I, I, I see too. I've yes. so many people to Joanne. Yes. Like what does if that look like? Emily's, you've been referred yeah. to Joanne. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's very common for me to work with people who, just for energy healing, who are also working with their own therapist on the things that have brought them into therapy. And I love that. I love to collaborate with other clinicians. I think it's incredible and it's amazing. It's Wonderful. such a great opportunity. We need to have one of the, remember right before the pandemic, we were gonna have mm-hmm. like a meditation. Yeah. And then it got, I think it was supposed because to be Because Jen can't act, Jen would only have to dip her toe in. So if there was other people <laughs> there, Jen slow. would feel more comfortable. I need to so. move slow into it. But do you remember that? We were gonna have yes. the whole practice listen, to it. We had, listen, we had, we had a lot of plans. We had a lot of yeah, fucking the, plans mm. and then it happened, right? Okay, All right. so Joanne, as we ask every guest yes. that comes on, Call some bullshit in okay. your head. I love how you said that. You like that <laughs> I love it. So I'm definitely super prepared for calling out some bullshit. And yep. I love, love, love that you guys do this segment. I think it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the most common things that people tend to think or believe coming into receiving their first energy healing session or when they're students of mine who are learning Reiki, they often wonder, are you going to give me your energy in some way? Um, or are you, am I? are you going to receive some of my own energy or take something from me you know oftentimes it's so good-hearted they're just like i'm carrying so much negativity and i just don't want you to take it from me <laughs> and that is definitely not the case someone who is an energy healer is simply a channel for energy mm-hmm. the energy flows through the person who is the vessel for which energy moves and it's very similar to the garden hose right so mm-hmm. the water flows through the garden hose the energy in for reiki for example the reiki energy flows through the person And so you're not absorbing and you're not giving any of your own energy. And oftentimes, though, um, if you're not practiced or you're new to the practice, sometimes people can fall into um, trying too much, in which case they will give a little bit of their energy. And so it is so important that they can work on and recognize how important it is to have 
energetic boundaries, mm-hmm. to have an intention, to create a sacred safe space, to work with your vibrational team, whatever that is for you, you know, and so genuinely and truly be able to connect with the God consciousness. I love mm-hmm. that. All right. Yeah. Give us another one. You got a few. You had so I many do. I have we a few. We told you and she has to do a few. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the other um, that I think is great and I love is that there is this misconception that spiritual people have to look, talk, walk, be a certain way, that they probably don't curse or they don't eat meat or they don't indulge in alcohol, all of which is really not true at all whatsoever. Um, is that personal experience, ma'am? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne can throw an F-bomb if we love <laughs> I definitely do, very often. For sure. And so I was sharing with you guys earlier before starting that um, at earlier stages of hosting groups uh, at my um, practice early on, I would show up with like slippers and sweatshirts and sweatpants, you know, hair a mess, no makeup, just the whole thing. And just managing, finishing school at that point in time, working on practice, all of that. And people would show up from the tri-state area for these weekly meditations and they'd look at me like, um, are you the cleaning lady? Or, <laughs> or are you going, like, who's going to be facilitating this right. event that I heard so many great things about? It cannot be you looking like that. And so it's really hilarious to me that, I, I mean, I'm sure... Keep hitting this thing. <laughs> I'm sure that there is this um, idea that if I was wearing like you know a caftan and like you know right. had something yes. like wrapped on the top of my head or something, right. and you're they... stroking a cat. Yeah, right. yes. for some reason you're stroking a cat in this image in my head. And do you have a crystal ball? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely ball. all those right. Definitely headwear. Yes, uh-huh. all the things, all uh-huh. the things. Yeah. In fact, when I teach my Reiki classes, it's a very long day, and so we go out to lunch, and um, my students are always like waiting to see what I order, and of course I order whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. you know, and oftentimes it happens to be meat on that day yes. and they're just like wait you're you eat meat you're allowed to eat meat is that okay <laughs> i'm like yeah do what you think is yes. right for you yes. whatever that happens to be oh, for I you i love that oh my god yeah so that's, that's a wh- great one yeah that one's really funny to me and then also cursing drinking alcohol you know we're still human we have to have a human experience no matter where we're at on our journey we're sent here to have the human humanness Absolutely. to be human <laughs> i love that uh Energy healers are happy all the time. That's another one. That is total bullshit. Like, totally not. Of course, we are human beings just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And we have moods and we have things that are heavy in our life. We're managing and balancing a lot of different things. You know, I mean, I think this leans into that and creates um, more in that narrative of toxic positivity. You yeah. know, oh, you must be happy all the time. And, you know, put on a brave face. Right. No, no, no. That's definitely not the case here. And or that people who do energy healing are just very soft or they're pushovers. You know, they don't stand up for themselves. Mm. Also not true. I am definitely going to stand up for myself. I'm definitely going to protect myself and, you know, that and set boundaries and make sure that I speak my truth because that's important to having a healthy life and healthy relationships. Ah, wow. That Mm -hmm. is incredible. Yeah. I think so helpful, truly, because I think it does, um, you know, like bust some of those myths. (laughs) Yes. So if you enjoyed today's episode, which you'd be wild not to, Joanne is amazing. Um, Please send this episode to someone who might enjoy it. Maybe someone who needs uh, an appointment or a session with Joanne. Joanne, where could people find you? Yes, people can find me at Joanne at WC therapygroup.com. I have one of the old emails because I've you been do. here for quite you a do. long time. She's an OG. <laughs> She's <laughs> an OG. Yes, an OG. I love it. It's so true. <laughs> or they can come to your website yeah. and fill out an, an online inquiry and you guys will send that over to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And she also runs groups with her own stuff. If you are looking to contact her in any way, we are happy to make that connection. Hey, for today's episode, we always love a review, a five-star rating. Unless you didn't like it, then you should just go hang out with some angels. And... <laughs> Don't forget, we love you and to know yourself, to grow yourself, 
You gotta know yourself. We'll get it right one day. We'll see you next week, folks. <laughs>